0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is North and South Korea and how they might be going to war very soon. Palestinian state is apparently getting very close and a black swan event is also apparently getting very close. And before I start, I've often thought about saying something about this, but I see these other people in their other programs and they have these... um, not very good microphones. This one is an AKG. It's a 414, C414, and it's a a talk across microphone. In other words, you're not supposed to directly talk into it or talk into it from this direction. I talk past it, as you probably noticed. Very good microphone. Um, So if you want to get the same microphone you were doing, a podcast or something. So there you go, AKG. Uh, they don't get anything for that. But <laughs> uh, Okay, so as you recall, we only ask people to give to us in our year-end plug once a year because that's when people are about to lose their uh, tax deductibility on their donations. We set a goal for 77000 We have not reached that. Uh, apparently not even very close from what my office is telling me. So if you forgot to give, if you like to give, intended to give, maybe you never got around to it, whatever, uh, we would still love to have your support. Anyway, let's go on to the next one. So here we are. Let's talk about the North, Sur- North and South Korea war. According to this article, no intention of avoiding war with South Korea, says Kim Jong-un in a report. North Korean Kim Jong-un said the time has come to define South Korea as a state most hostile towards this country. Now, this is part of prophecy, and that's the reason I wanted to bring it to you. I think this confirms the prophecy, which I'm about to reread to you in a moment. Kim also accused Seoul of inciting confrontation and arms buildup while urging to step up his country's military capabilities for self-defense and its nuclear war determined. Okay, in other words, he's pointing the fingers at South Korea and saying they're starting a war, when in fact we know it's actually him that wants to attack South Korea. Goes on to say he was visiting munitions factories earlier this week. Did talked about that in here a week or so ago. Kim also called the worsening relations between the two Koreas as a new phase of change and unavoidable reality. We would by no means unilaterally bring a great event by the overwhelming strength of the Korean Peninsula, but we have no intention of avoiding a war as well. In other words, he's saying, if South Korea starts it, we're ready to go to war, but we think South Korea is going to start it. Well, that's not what the prophecies say. Here's what the prophecies say. Uh, 326 of 23, uh, Vicky Parnell. So he says, she says, My eyes are fully open, I see a grand office with Vladimir Putin. He begins a video call. The video screen is about 8 by 10. It is a private call. The the device guarantees a secure call and translates the languages. The voice says, What do you want, Vladimir Putin? Vladimir responds, saying, Have you considered my proposal yet, Kim? I see Kim Jong-un of North Korea on the screen. I hear, Vladimir, what's in it for me and North Korea? If you join my coalition and aid in the destruction of America, you will become a strong country with my help, with all of Mother Russia behind you. I shall give you more technology to advance your weaponry, as well as your economy. Meaning, Russia has already been feeding technology and probably weapons to North Korea already. Kim pauses then says, Well, we have no love here for the United States. What do you require of me? Because I know you've letter about Putin. You do nothing without improving your position. Vladimir says, Kim, you wound me with your words. Vladimir, this is the way of a good leader. Now tell me, if I join your coalition, what will you require of me in North Korea? I know you well, Vladimir. You do nothing without making it to your advantage somehow. Putin says, I would require you to take control of South Korea because if not, she will throw her support for the United States once we've struck. That will not be an easy task, Kim said. Then he speaks again. If I agree to your coalition terms, then I would require something from you, Vladimir says. Isn't moved at all. It is almost as if he's expecting Kim Jong-un to ask for something. Then he spoke up and asked Kim quickly. Something besides the generous offer that has already been given to you already? What would this requirement be, Kim? Kim's face was serious, as he said quickly. I have promised the United States a Christmas gift. My gift is late. Late gifts can be sent at any time. My requirement is this. North Korea gets a turn at unleashing our nuclear weapons upon their American soils during the strikes before the invasion. If this requirement is met, then I will verbally agree to your coalition. I will sign it the moment you make your first strike with your nuclear and hypersonic weapons upon the United States. These are my terms and conditions. Putin's face spreads into a pure evil grin. Then he says, I like your style, Kim. By all means, join in the fun. You can be given a shot on the third. And by the way, other people have said that they believe that that is the third wave. I don't know. We'll see. Kim Jong-un's face broke into a huge grin, and he began laughing, a horrible laugh. Putin joins in, and I see both of them laughing. Kim Jong-un says, Then Vladimir Putin, Putin, we will join your coalition. Thank you for a generous offer and for all the prior advanced technology and weaponry that Russia has been so willing to help us with. North Korea shall rise to be a strong nation. Then it's done, Putin says. Yes, Vladimir, it's done. North Korea should join you and the other nations gathered against the United States and I shall enjoy watching her burn. Then the vision disappears. Now, the point I'm making here is this article is really confirmation on this. Now, let's go on to the next point. We also know that Israel will give the Palestinians a state. We know that because of this prophecy and this prophecy. But let me point out a couple of things. First of all, it says Arafat will go to the hospital that was fulfilled 11-11-04 at 3.30 a.m. That means the rest of this prophecy will stand. And in prayer, I asked the Lord recently, and he said, yeah, the prophecy is going to stand. So Israel will give the Palestinians a state. But it's not that they want to. It'll be a temporary measure to allow them two things. one, to strengthen the military, and the oil that would be discovered will help them to strengthen the military and also make the Jews willing to fight for the land. Then apparently at the right time, then God will arrange for Israel to be invaded, and Israel and America will go against most of the rest of the world. Now here's where it says she's going to be attacked. Israel is attacked. America sends troops. What are the things leading up to that? Well, the first big headline and the big headline we're watching for is Omer ushers in Palestinian state. We do not know the spelling because she heard these words. She didn't see them. Omer ushers in Palestinian state will most likely mean the counting of the Omer. The counting of the Omer is from first fruits unto Pentecost. And if it happens in 2024, the dates are April 25th, to June 13th, that's when the counting over the Omer is. So, if it happens in 2024, the most likely time for this particular headline to appear would be sometime during April twenty four to June 13th. Now, let's assume it happens in 2024. I don't know. I put it out here, but I don't know for certain it's going to happen in 2024. That's a good guess. But then shortly after that, catastrophe hits America. Now, that may be the New Madrid fault. As you know, another prophecy said that the New Madrid Madrid fault and the fall of the dollar happen about the same time. Well, we're expecting the fall of the dollar to hit any month now, any time, all right? So there's a high likelihood that the fall of the dollar the New Madrid Fault, and the Palestinian state are all going to be given. Well, that would be before June 13th, if they're going to happen this year, and if they're related, and I believe they are. Next thing is one of America's greatest times of need. So as America gets hit with this giant earthquake, oh, and here's another thing, too, where it says catastrophe hits America, there is another word that came out that says, Operation catastrophe is the suitcase nukes. Nothing saying we wouldn't be hit with all three. In other words, Palestinian state, suitcase nukes, New Madrid fault, fall of the dollar. I guess that's four things in it. Then, one of America's greatest times of need, America calls for the world to help her because of this disastrous earthquake that hit. But Israel refuses help to America. Now, Why would Israel refuse help to America? Well, because America just twisted Israel's arm and made Israel give up a part of their land and didn't like it. Then Israel is attacked America sends troops. Chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. We've already seen that taking place already. I haven't seen the headline, but then I haven't looked for the headline. Maybe I should do a quick search and see if that headline appears out there it could have that it certainly appeared. We don't know the exact order of these. And then finally she heard my voice quoting Dmitry, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution. Now, with that in mind, here's a new article. In Israel, Blinken says peace with neighbors hinges on path to Palestinian state. Okay, so America has been twisting Israel's arm to give the Palestinians a state for a long time. Now you have to remember, this is the same Biden that sent a plane well, actually, it was Obama sent a plane plane load of money over to Iran, but it was Biden that gave them eighty five billion dollars worth of military equipment and also has sent released what was it billions of dollars for five people to be released, okay So not all that he's allowed Israel to sell oil. We heard that from um, Trump talking on Fox News the other night. so Biden has provided lots and lots of money for Iran, to the Houthis, to the Hamas, and to Hezbollah to be able to attack us. So when you hear that they're attacking our bases up in Syria, you can thank our president, if you call him a president, Joe Biden. The article goes on to say, Israel will not achieve full integration into the region. Now, that's the big point. It didn't say anything about a region. But this and other articles have been referring to a region. In other words, apparently there's some kind of a big deal in the works between Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, and apparently there's going to be lines on the map redrawn in very, very big ways. And that's the reason this whole war with Israel is even going on in the first place. Israel will not achieve full integration into the region, that tells me Lines more than just, give it a Palestinian state's going to happen, into the region without supporting a path to a Palestinian state. Peace with Israel was attainable, and that they are ready to support a lasting solution that ends in a long-running cycle of violence and ensures Israel's security. Okay, the only thing that's going to ensure Israel's security is Armageddon when Jesus returns and destroys all of the sinners. He goes on to say, peace could only come through an integrated regional approach. I didn't say it, they said it. An integrated, that means several nations, integrated regional approach that includes the pathway to a Palestinian state. He goes on to say, these goals are attainable, but only if they're pursued together, uh, we're not talking about just America and Israel here. We're talking about many other nations in the in the Middle East. This crisis has clarified that you can't have one without the other, and you can't achieve either goal without an integrated regional approach. You watch. I think that Saudi Arabia is going to give Israel land, Jordan, and perhaps Israel. I mean, me, and perhaps Egypt too. Maybe even Syria is in there someplace. I mean, they're about to go to war with Hezbollah, according to several sources, so I don't, we will see. To make this possible, the American diplomat continued, Israel must be a partner to Palestinian leaders who are willing to lead their people in living side-by-side side in peace with Israel. Arabs, Muslims, will never be at peace with Israel. Their book tells them to kill Jews. So the closer they are to their God, the more they try to kill Jews. As neighbors in Israel, he said, must stop taking steps that undercut Palestinians' ability to govern themselves effectively. Notice, it didn't say anything about what Hamas is doing bad. At the same time, Blinken underscored that peace with Israel's neighbors was a distinct possibility. So he's kind of hanging the carrot out. After visiting with Saudi Arabia, hint, hint, Qatar, hint, hint, alongside other Arab states that do recognize Israel, Blinken indicated that he heard a commitment to take the steps necessary in, in order to give Israel confidence in its security. I think that these other nations are about to give Israel a large chunk of their land if Israel will agree to a Palestinian state. And the problem is that Palestinian state is splitting Israel according to other prophecies. And that's something that's new in recent years and very powerful, which is the willingness, the commitment of many neighboring countries, not only to live with Israel in peace, but also genuinely to have a region. Did you hear that? A region that is more integrated. That says several nations to me. That is more integrated in which everyone can feel secure, including Israel. Okay. I'd always thought that the only ones that would give Israel a Palestinian state would be just excuse me, the only ones give Palestinian state would be just Israel. What they're saying is there's several nations involved. He said the Palestinian disorder also must in reform itself to improve its governance, and that he would raise these issues with the PA president on Wednesday. If Israel wants its neighbors to make the tough decisions. Necessary to help, I believe it is, to give Israel land and to help ensure its lasting security, Israel leaders will have to make hard decisions themselves. See, he's mainly talking to Israel, what Israel has to do, what Israel has to give up in order to have peace. But apparently it's not just Israel. The friendship between our nations is truly exceptional, he said. And that friendship and commitment demands that we're as forthright as possible in moments, when the stakes are highest, when the choices matter the most, this is one of those moments. Blinken made the remarks after a day of meetings with Israel's top leadership, including Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Defense Minister Blinken acknowledged that fighting Hamas, which hides among civilians and fires from schools and hospitals, make it incredibly challenging for Israel. Okay, I think we're getting close to the internal. Excuse me, close to the Palestinian state. Now let's talk about a black swan. Okay, what is a black swan? In, in short, it's an event that's a big surprise to a nation that is affecting the whole nation. And, of course, it happened when they used to not believe that there was such a thing as a swan that was black, and then all of a sudden uh, they found a black swan. It means that it was surprised surprise to everybody. I think that that black swan is probably one of these. An internal revolution, massive arrests, Dollar devaluation, UFO disclosure, I'm going to add also that, suitcase news. CBS reporter predicts a black swan event in 2024 and says that America is actually fertile ground for our adversaries. Now, you'd think that CBS would not know anything about this, but this little lady apparently knows about it. My guess is it's from her husband. I'll show you. If you feel an impending sense of doom because of the alarming domestic and international crises that have erupted during Joe Biden's disastrous presidency, you're not alone. CBS News investigative reporter Catherine Herridge said she's worried that a black swan event will rock the nation in 2024 as foreign adversaries try to capitalize on the weakened, divided state of the nation. Yeah, we're not the United States of America anymore. We are the divided states. We are the divided peoples. We are the divided races. We are the divided languages. I mean, we're not united anymore. She goes on to say, I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of the Black Swan event. Well, good for you, because you're probably right. This is a national security event with high impact. National security. So it's something that happens to the nation security event with high impact that's very hard to predict, something like nine eleven. 11 is what she's saying. She added, there are several concerns I have to factor into that. Not only this sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're currently facing, but the wars in Israel and also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran, and that's what concerns me the most. Well, good for you. What was her name? Uh, Catherine Heridge. Good for you, Catherine. She goes on to say, a black swan is a negative, unpredictable event that has devastating far-reaching consequences. She's married to an Air Force lieutenant that made the ominous comments when asked her predictions for the new year. She said significant threat levels will loom over 2024 for several months. Well... Catherine, you're correct. Based on my reporting, well, we're saying based upon the prophecies. Based on my reporting, we're in this incredibly dynamic threat environment right now. She says the most recent bulletins talk about a heightened threat environment throughout the winter, not just around the holidays and New year's eve, which is what we traditionally see. During the past two years, the Biden administration has pulled military weapons from U.S. stockpiles. I've told you. Biden is emptying our weapons magazine. Pulled military weapons from your stockpiles as shocking 44 times to provide arms to Ukraine. By the way, Ukraine, that's the Nazis. That's the one that our fathers and our forefathers defeated in World War II. And now we're sending them money and arms. Ukraine is Nazis. Nazis is Ukraine. Matter of fact, the home office for Nazis is Ukraine. Always has been for years, okay? Even more so than Switzerland. For Ukraine, the Secretary has exercised authority delegated by the President to direct 44 drawdowns and defense articles and services from the Department of Defense. In other words, 44 times we've sent arms to Ukraine. There's an article I didn't put on here today, but it says... And we're wondering where $1 billion worth of money went to that we've sent to Ukraine. Well, you give, have evil people take from good people and give the, the money to evil people, and then you wonder where it goes? Thanks to this president's numerous raids on American munitions and tax dollars, our cupboards are running bare. We've talked about this. We don't have the weapons to fight our enemies anymore. We've sent them overseas. Similarly, Biden's botched Afghan withdrawal that led to 7 billion U.S. military equipment falling into the. No, that's not 7 billion, it's 35 billion. The weaknesses and ineptitude this administration is projecting has emboldened Americans' foreign adversaries and made the United States a ripe target. True. Biden's toxic policy, coupled with his embarrassingly doddering demeanor, has made the U.S. a global laughingstock. True. Sounds like she can be voting for Trump. We cannot withstand. We, we cannot withstand four more years of this insanity. This is a CBS investigative reporter, my brothers and sisters. Now let's talk about war with Israel. New article: Yemen announces they attacked a U.S. warship. Okay, they're asking for it. They're asking for it. However. The point of this article is they think that the U.S. warship had to be helped by another British warship because the U.S. warship ran out of ammunition. doesn't say that directly, but indirectly, that's what it's hinting at. Houthis overwhelmed U.S. air defenses in the Red Sea. The British warship, HMS Diamond, had to intervene to deal with the Houthis' barrage of missiles and drones. It seems that the American warship SAM surface-to-air missiles are depleted. So it does say that they ran out of ammunition. Blinken arm-twisting fails. This morning in Ramallah, a tense meeting between Mahmoud Boss and U.S. Secretary Anthony Blinken included what numerous bystanders called insults and intense shouting. By all accounts, Blinken told the boss that he must step down as Palestinian president. I'm going to read that again. Apparently, insults and intense shouting took place between Mahmoud Abbas and Anthony Blinken. By all accounts, Blinken told Abbas he must step down as a Palestinian president and was told to go F-bomb himself. That sounds to me like America is not just twisting Israel's arm for a Palestinian state, but it sounds to me like America is twisting the Palestinians arm if they want a Palestinian state. That means it's probably really getting close. Then the next article says covert intel, attack plans ready, permission to strike sought. It says the full cabinet meeting of the, the British Prime Minister has been called for just under one hour to hour. British Prime Minister will reportedly tell the British government that the United Kingdom And the United States are going to attack the Houthis in Yemen to halt missile and drone attacks on ships going to and from Israel. So, America is entering the war along with Britain. Yemen is within its legal rights to engage those vessels. Yemen has publicly declared a conflict with Israel over the ongoing Israeli... One of the things I don't like about Hal, sorry Hal if you're watching this, I think you're making a big mistake. He is not for Israel. Genesis twelve two go read it. I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you. I've already covered the other scriptures. that says once Israel is in their land, they will never be uprooted again. means Israel will never, ever lose another war. So it doesn't make any difference whether Israel is attacked by the United Kingdom, the United States, all of the Arab, all of the Russians. It doesn't make any difference in the whole world comes down to attack Israel, Jesus is going to see to it that she does not lose that battle. So these people that are going against Israel are making really, really big mistakes. I've told my sons and daughters, never go against Israel. Let me say something else. I had a person call me today. He says, I don't think people are getting it on wheat. We talked about it, and I said, I think you're exactly right. Let me read something to you from Genesis 43, 8. Judas said to Israel, his father, send the lad with me, and we will rise and go that we may live and not die. When Joseph was ruling, he was number two over, over Egypt. This is when the Pharaoh had the dream, seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine, and all the famine was all through the land for seven years. What was it that fed the world? It was wheat, my brothers and sisters. Why is it that they call us the wheat as opposed to the tares? I think it's because wheat is the primary thing we're supposed to eat. As a matter of fact, that's what I had for breakfast this morning. It's about four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm about to go get me another slice of it. I typically have two slices a day. But let me, let me, here's where I don't think you're getting. I don't think you're getting that wheat is God's famine food. We're about to go into a famine. And I think if you don't have wheat stored up, not in paper bags, there's got to be a plastic pail. If you don't have some wheat and you're not ready to, to eat wheat, I think that you're not totally prepared to feed your family. The article goes on, or the scripture goes on to saying, Father Israel said to them, If it must be now, take the best fruits of the land. So they took balm, honey, spices, myrrh, nuts, and almonds, and double money in their hand. Why? Because the primary thing they wanted was wheat. Now, yes, you can get it at Joseph Kitchen, and the problem is there's hundreds of different kinds of wheat, maybe even thousands. If you get the wrong kind, your bread won't rise. So, Joseph Kitchen has the right wheat, and when they ship it to you, it doesn't come in a paper bag. Okay, it comes in a plastic pail. And that means that it's going to keep, well, they say probably some 25 years. It's infused with nitrogen to get out the oxygen, the bugs and things like that. And they also show you how to make your bread. They have all of the the gizmos needed. So if you go to josephskitchen.com, josephskitchen.com, and I think if you enter the promo code Prophecy Club, you even get a discount. I think you have to order so much to do that. But anyway, I'd recommend you go to josephkitchen.com because that's what I'm about to go do. I'm about to go get me another slice of Joseph Kitchen wheat bread, whole wheat bread that I made. Let's talk about Joseph Kitchen. I actually cooked this loaf of bread you're seeing here. It takes me about 10 minutes to put the ingredients together, put into a Bread machine, push a button, two hours, 20 minutes later, I get a loaf of bread out like that. Now, if you cut that loaf of bread that weighs about three pounds, the loaves you get in the store have most of the good stuff removed. The loaves you get in the store are about a pound. That's three pounds because it's got the good stuff still in it. Cut that into 14 slices, and if I eat a slice in the morning and the afternoon, I'm satisfied. So on that basis, one loaf can sustain, I didn't say it's everything we want, can sustain a person, one person, for a week. Based upon that, it'll get you excellent nutrition. It tastes good, long storage life, 10 minutes to combine the ingredients, 2 hours, 20 minutes to make it. Other wheat that you order arrives in paper bags, which means bugs, rice, humidity, can get a hold of it and ruin it. But at Joseph Kitchen, they send it out in 100 mil thick buckets. Gives you long shelf life. It's stackable. The nitrogen infuses that hopefully gives it a lot much longer shelf life. Kills bugs and things like that. Easily resealable. Keep in a comet controlled area. And they have it in stock. This is a picture, an actual picture of part of the warehouse. Here's another picture of the these. Actually, each one of those boxes holds 2,500 pounds of wheat and I think they've got 54 of those boxes a bunch of them so Joseph's Kitchen can ship it to you right now you go to most of these places they say out of stock so here's what you want to do everybody needs to get a machine package these are the things that you need to grind the wheat berries put them into a grinder 30 seconds later you have flour you put that into the bread machine along with six other ingredients push about two hours 20 minutes later you have a nice hot loaf of whole wheat bread Then you have to decide how much food you want. You want food, two people one year, four people one year, six people one year. And if you want to make certain you have it when the electricity goes down, you can also get yourself a solar generator all at josephskitchen.com. josephskitchen.com.